Thanks for joining us today for the Mission Tabernacle Outreach Podcast. We'll get started in just a moment. If our podcast adds value to your life, please consider sharing it with family and friends. And if this is your first time with us, please subscribe so you'll stay up to date with the latest message. And now, here's today's podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Kelly with Mission Tabernacle Outreach. I am looking forward to another time together today to share another episode of Connection 21. Our scripture today will come from Matthew chapter 12. The disciples, as they were traveling the roads with Jesus, became hungry. It was the Sabbath day. Jesus began to walk through the corn. The disciples began to pluck the ears of corn and eat. In Bible days, when Jesus would travel to the synagogue, there were lawful paths through the fields, and a person had a right to eat if they were hungry. The Pharisees always seemed to have their sights set on what Jesus was doing. They began to tell Jesus that the disciples were not supposed to pick and eat on the Sabbath. The Pharisees were always trying to find fault in Jesus. The law of Moses permitted eating on the Sabbath. This was a law the Pharisees had made up on their own. Have you ever played a game and there's one person who likes to change the rules as you go? My little brother was the king of that. He was really good as we were growing up as changing the rules. Even though now I would love to have a few of those days back, back then it was rather frustrating. I can only imagine what it must have been like for Jesus and the disciples to spend all of their time being judged by the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day. Jesus asked them, have you not read what David did when he was hungry and those that were with him? He entered the house of God and ate the showbread. It was not lawful for him or those with him. Only the priests were allowed to eat. Jesus also asked the Pharisees had they not read the law, how that on the Sabbath days the priest in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless. Setting up the temple was a lot of work. The priests did this every Sabbath, yet they were considered blameless. They were not accused of breaking the law. This is one thing that happens many times in our workplaces. We see where one thing is looked down upon with a common worker but you have others doing practically the same thing in the name of position. Jesus is trying to get them to see who he is when he says that in this place is one greater than the temple. They always were referring to the law of Moses, yet they could not see that Jesus was greater than Moses. He was greater than all of the patriarchs of old. They were so busy pointing fingers and judging that they could never see the truth. Jesus and his followers were guiltless, yet they were always being accused of being guilty. Israel had lost sight of what the meaning of sacrifices represented. Jesus was all about mercy and sacrifice. Jesus was telling them in verse 8 he was the creator of the Sabbath. After this conversation, Jesus departed and entered their synagogue. I wonder sometimes if the disciples tried to get Jesus to avoid the Pharisees altogether, but he seemed to always be right in the middle of their path. 
He never stopped trying to show them the truth in all of their stubbornness. Jesus comes upon a man with a withered hand. Once again, the Pharisees are asking, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days? Always accusing. To be so wise, the Pharisees could not seem to comprehend or understand who Jesus was and what purpose he served. Jesus never lost patience. He always answered their questions. Maybe this is what marveled them so much about Jesus. He always had an answer for everything they sprung on him. He asked them if a man that had a sheep and the sheep fell into a pit on the Sabbath day, would he not go get him out? Jesus always brought it to their level. He then asked how much better is a man than a sheep. It is lawful to do well on the Sabbath. Pay attention here. The leaders of that day thought more of a sheep than they did of a man. Do we see it in our government and our world today? Man will fight all day long for an animal, but if you bring up how many of our unborn citizens are dying every day to abortion, you have struck a nerve. Jesus told the man to stretch out his hand, and he healed it. Jesus did not ask the Pharisees permission. This angered them because they had no control of him. Jesus' love and mercy caused hatred to rise in the Pharisees. They had a meeting to discuss how they might destroy Jesus. When Jesus learned of the plot that was against him, he left and went to another town. Jesus did not play their games. He did not have time for that. He was always about his father's business. Great multitudes followed him, and the Bible says he healed them all. They were all important. He never left one out. All who sought him could find him. Even though Jesus' life was being threatened because of his working and miracles, he never stopped. There was a race set before him, and he would not stop until it was finished on the cross. Jesus goes back to the Old Testament book of Isaiah and begins to quote the prophet, Behold my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. This scripture refers to the coming church, which is made up of mostly Gentiles. Not once did Jesus protest, scream, or riot. He faced more opposition than we could ever imagine facing. Jesus never put himself before others. Jesus was rejected by his own, but he never has given up on them, and he never will. The Jews are going to recognize Jesus for who he truly is at the second coming. There is going to be a revival like this world has never seen. Many Gentiles have, are, and will accept Jesus as their Savior. He was no respecter of persons. He offers his gift to us all free of charge. Shortly following this, a man that was possessed with a devil was brought to Jesus. The man was blind and dumb, and Jesus healed him. He both spoke and saw. It amazed all of the people. They recognized him as the son of David. 
It angered the Pharisees once again that the people were referring to him as the son of David. They referred to him as this fellow. They recognized that Jesus had power, but they said it was of Satan and not God. Jesus knew what they were thinking. He said every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Every house or city divided against itself shall not stand. Jesus states that Satan has a kingdom. It is a dark kingdom. Christ's kingdom is light. Satan can use his power to deceive man. Just as Christ performs miracles, Satan can make sicknesses come and go as well to deceive people. I was on the island of Haiti on a mission trip, and a lady told me that her husband had been sick. His parents wanted him to go to a witch doctor to be healed. She did not want him to go. She came down with the sickness as well. While she was sick, the man's parents came and took him to see the witch doctor. She said she had never saw or heard from her husband again. Her heart was broken. We must be careful and use discernment. Satan will try to mock what God is doing to deceive. The Bible says even the very elect can be deceived. The Pharisees claimed to be able to cast out demons, but they were not operating in the power of Jesus. Only Jesus can bind the power of Satan. Satan was totally defeated the day Jesus Christ died on the cross. When my children and grandchildren get scared or it seems like they are being attacked from every direction, I have taught them to speak the name of Jesus out loud. Satan cannot stand that name. At the name of Jesus, he has to flee. Jesus makes it very clear in verse 30 that we cannot ride the fence with Christ. You are either for him or you are against him. You cannot be against his servants and be for him. Jesus knows our every motive, whether they be good or evil. In verse 31, we see that no one should ever blaspheme the Holy Spirit. No matter what you think about the working of the Holy Spirit, you need to pray and let God show you the truth. Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit shall not be forgiven you. If you are a Christian and you blatantly make fun of the Holy Spirit, you know better. You are treading on dangerous ground. If the Lord is dealing with your heart and bidding you to come to Him, don't delay. If He is bidding you, He is calling you to come to Him. Ask Him to come into your heart and forgive your sins. He is faithful and just to do that. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Connection 21. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please like and share with family and friends. You may find us at www.kingdomrock.org or by going to Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, or Google. You may message me directly at missiontabernacle20 at gmail.com. You are a blessing to us at Mission Tabernacle Outreach. Pray as the Lord continues to send us to the highways and byways to compel them to come to Him. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week.